Hello, and welcome to the green team of the Legendarium. I'm Little Red Book, the girl who landed two Hugo award-winning authors. And tonight I have with me the boy who started our lovely community on Discord, Kipton. Heyo, everybody. And Befuddled Panda, the girl who tweets like a queen for our green team. Hello. And we have a very special guest, Mr. Anderson, formerly known as In Real Life Cute Boy. Hello. Tonight we're doing a Circle of Deviation episode, which means we're answering a bunch of random weird questions from our listeners. So, I have my pith helmet, and I'm going to draw a question. I have a funny story to tell about this. So I tried to print this at work. <laughs> it did not work, because apparently I have to sign into my Google account, which I don't actually know how to sign into. It's just <laughs> automatic for my Android and my computer. Anyway, it was a thing. Lots of drama. So this one's from Era. It's buy, borrow, or trash. And he oh, says, no. Sanderson... Erickson or Tolkien. Oh, <clears throat> this one so, is rough. Yeah, it is. Um, Actually, it's easy for me. It's so I will go first. Okay. Okay. I will trash Sanderson. I will borrow Erickson and I will buy Tolkien. Mm, I would. This is weird because I bought both Tolkien and Sanderson. I feel minorly heretical here, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to buy Erickson, borrow Tolkien, and trash Sanderson. Oh, you are fired. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say buy Sanderson, borrow Tolkien, and trash Erickson. Sorry, Panda. <gasps> well, I mean, she's never read Erickson, so. I'm it's never true. going to read Erickson. <laughs> true. And I've read like one thing by Sanderson. Am I the only person who's read all three? I think so. Yeah, of these, I the Tolkien's the one I've read. Period. That's it. Um, okay. So I think I've bought all of them. You bought them and not read them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least for first books of series normally, but. Um, oh, you and LS would get along. <laughs> I mean, I have a lot of Sanderson books, but I've only read one short story. So. <laughs> I've I've definitely spent the most money on Sanderson books. <laughs> <laughs> Do you buy like the collection editions, like the fancy schmancy ones, um, the leather bounds? Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Anderson still needs to answer. So uh, I'd say so. I guess I'd buy Tolkien, borrow Sanderson, and trash Erickson. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I feel I like Sanderson has a larger, larger library to borrow. So that's true. He's got more variety. Uh, He's got fantasy, sci-fi, middle grade, YA, whatever else, mystery, franchise tie-ins. Mm-hmm. That's mm. true. So Soul gave me homework, which I did not do. So our well, question no, is: Which one? What homebrew spell do you think you could call your own? Something that a story would use if you were a character and could say that's insert insert name spell and they're awesome i don't know it was a weirdly worded question but basically <laughs> imagine you're a D player and you're going to create a homebrew spell and you're awesome like do we soul. have to say how we create the spell like what ingredients go into the spell or just like no what just like is what no. is it what does it do okay I have a really boring answer, so I'm just going to go first. I'm going to make a spell that makes me fly. And I've already had that spell because I was cursed with wings. 
in my last D&D campaign. So that is the spell. And it's okay. awesome. Fly is already a spell. <laughs> okay, but... well, fine. <laughs> I don't care. I hate this question. <laughs> and it's a spell that one of our fellow players had in that campaign and used. So uh, I, a, I, I homebrew fly. Okay, so whatever. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> You're uh, all horrible people. Kipton's magical index. Uh, it's a divination spell. It is third level, and oh, it allows oh you God. to immediately <laughs> find any find relevant books for a query that you state. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! How many D and D books have you read? Like <laughs> yamming. <laughs> So when we were playing D and D together, he literally had more tabs open than Ash, who was our DM. <laughs> that's not that's not an that, indicator of skill. No, it's an indicator of being like crazy nerdy. Sure, Ash and I both qualify there. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey guys, Panda and Mr. Anderson still have to answer. I think I'd want like a short range teleport, like go across the room to pick up something. Okay. Okay. That's I'm Misty Step. It's a bonus action, second level. Oh, shut <laughs> up. Let's you go 30 feet. <laughs> I mean, mid range just... teleports between like Kitchen! 30 feet and like, feet. There's not, a lot of, there's not a lot of room. So if you put something in that general area, like Kitchen. I don't know, like a 250 foot teleport. Can that work? <laughs> it's Panda's turn to answer the question. <laughs> no, please keep going, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just went with something that is befitting of my name, so it would be the befuddlement spell. I didn't know we needed to be so specific about like what <laughs> what circumstances the spell would work. Um. I guess. I'm shocked Red actually wrote this one down and put it into the hat. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I promised all I would, and I'm doing an episodes with him, and I have to be nice to him so he won't yell at me or he something. Won't back out? <laughs> I don't think you have to be nice to Soul to make sure he doesn't yell at you. <laughs> I don't think he's ever yelled at anyone. Yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. He is. He's a sweetheart. I, Very chill. I, a troll. I, actually yelled, I, I, I yelled at him. I was like, this was not supposed to be homework. <laughs> That's much more believable. <laughs> anyway, I put it in the hat. So Panda, give us your spell. I said it's the befuddlement spell. And if I have to be more specific, because it's a thing that already exists, then I would say any time that somebody is about to call me out on a lie or something that I said wrong, they just get confused and forget. That sounds excellent. Yeah. This is a beautiful spell. There we I go. think you have the best answer. <laughs> Sorry, Kip. So it would it be a bad. reaction spell? <laughs> what? Would, would you cast the spell in reaction to someone else doing something, or would it be a preventative thing that you set up okay. ahead of time? You know what, Kip? We're moving on. We're moving on from this question. <laughs> Can we talk about cheese? I want that cheese. <laughs> <laughs> if I draw it from my hat, we can talk about it. So, name a book you really like, and why... We wouldn't have suspected that you like it. I have so an I'll, answer. I have an answer too. Sort of. <laughs> so my answer is yeah, yeah, yeah. My answer is Outlander. Um, it's a really trashy 
romance novel and I love it and I can't help myself. It's just so I'm sorry. fun. <laughs> Why is this surprising? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so fine, you're not surprised. <laughs> I mean, we did do the romance episode together. And... I, yeah, that's true. Okay, so apparently I don't have an answer and somebody else needs to go. <laughs> and I'll think of an answer. <laughs> huh. So I put it's not it's not in genre. It's a commentary on a really bad book, but it's packaged as another book. Okay. It's my dad wrote a porno. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Belinda Blinked? How to succeed in business? Yes. See, Belinda Blinked is the really bad book. My dad wrote a porno though. <laughs> is the one that I like. Yes, yes, it is a podcast. Okay. It's an excellent podcast. It's, yes. I've only heard of it. I've not actually tried it. Be careful listening to it in public. Yes. I have... Also while driving. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll go off the road. I, I swear I started uh, laughing so hard during one of the episodes that tears were coming <laughs> out of my eyes and I needed to pull over. That's funny. I love uh, collections of fairy tales. So like... I have a collection of Indian fairy tales I love, and people always seem surprised by that. That's, um, that that's exciting that my dad wrote a porno. <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds delightful. I love it. I can't I think really think of one. I don't know very many Indian fairy tales, now that I think of it. I still can't think of one, because I ran out of ones. I lose. Sorry, whoever asked that question, I can't remember. LS. Lady Speedin'. Lady Sweeten, our number one fan. I think mine might be, because uh, this is a bit of a deep cut, uh, the mixed up files of Miss Basil E. Frankweiler. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not surprised. I know you like that. Yeah. I already knew that. Sorry. Yeah. See, that. you guys know me too well. I don't, I don't think I could name a book that I like that you guys would be surprised by unless it was, I don't know, like some esoteric work on sexuality or something. You, you know, I... I was actually surprised uh, by how much you enjoyed um, the fan. Well, oh, actually, yes, um, but also the Phantom Toll Booth. I thought you would dislike it more. Ah. Unfortunately, I've done a whole podcast episode on the Phantom <laughs> Toll Booth. So. <laughs> I know, not exactly secret. Uh, at the time, uh, I was yes. Surprised. Yes, we need to cut all of this because this is just why. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. I'm the editor for this episode. So. Circle of deviations, baby. <laughs> yes. And uh, and none of us were actually able to answer the question. What? No, because we all know each other too well. <laughs> I answer the question. Except for Mr. Anderson over there. Yeah. Well, that's because yeah, no one knows no, me. So. I totally answered this question. What are you talking about? You answered the question with a book I totally knew you would like. If Once you said <laughs> what? Sorry. Fine. <laughs> anyway i like children of the mind by orson scott card <laughs> oh okay that's a little surprising yep every everyone says it's it's crazy but i think it's great <laughs> <laughs> i did like the first uh sort of truth book by terry goodkind the very first one i did wizard's like that. first rule yes i like that sorry or the first law is... yeah first law first rule yeah for something like that i don't know i didn't like it enough to remember the title so <laughs> i guess that's not saying a lot 
Next. If you could take one thing from a science fiction or fantasy university, what would it be? Do you think do you think it's university or universe? Universe. It might be universe. Cool. I'll take a self-replicating assembler with a complete <laughs> library. <laughs> and then I can just make whatever I want. This feels like cheating. <laughs> it feels like the right thing to ask for. And in fact, I know a whole book about how that is the right thing to ask for. And here I was just going to say Bob from the Dresden Files. He seems like a good person to have around. <laughs> person. Singularity I, Sky by Charles Strauss. Check it out. I'm scared of Charles. Of course you would plug that. <laughs> I'm so scared of him. <laughs> Kitten, you may be afraid of him. I did I did point you guys all at one of his weirdest works to start with, but whatever. <laughs> anyway. It fit the category, okay? It it did. Well, if if Dusty Strings means universe, then I I want Murderbot. That, that's what you I want. just want Murderbot. You I want... I want Murderbot to be my friend. So you're gonna I'm concerned that you Murderbot. want Murderbot. <laughs> you just want to get to know Murderbot. I'm concerned that the question asked for thing and you put a person. <laughs> Murderbot. Murderbot. Technically, I calls mean... itself it. Uh huh. Well, Lurk said Bob. <laughs> I did say Bob. <laughs> <laughs> but Bob is. Bob is also a person, kind of. <laughs> it depends on how you define it. Exactly. I mean, Same thing with Murderbot. And don't call me Lerb. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fine. It doesn't bother me. I'm just being a bitch. Mr. Anderson. I want a lightsaber. No practical reason, just because. Oh, I should have guessed you would say that. Ooh, what about a portal gun? A portal gun? I thought gun. about that. Portal gun would be fun, uh, but dangerous. <laughs> Especially if it actually works on. Uh, what let, is let's a say if it gun? works without distance. <laughs> what What is a portal gun? It's a gun that shoots portals from the video game Portal. Oh, okay. So you shoot one wall and then you shoot the other, and there is now a portal between those two surfaces. This sounds like something I really should want. <laughs> I mean, it would make the anyway. commute much easier, but also <laughs> the government might might uh might want to expropriate that. <laughs> if you could interview one science fiction or fantasy author, who would it be? Gave us this question. Living or dead? Uh, I would say living or dead. Who gave us this question? I think it was Is me. it you? It was me. <laughs> <laughs> That's my question. So, who's left on your list, Red? My list of people I want to interview? Yeah. Oh, I could. So many people. <laughs> You've seen Pajol, how fast she for reads. Sure. Mm -hmm. um if i could uh but i would say c.s lewis i think was will actually be the person i will pick okay if i had only one other person to interview it would Would you talk about santa yes okay christmas is the best (laughs) father christmas (laughs) (laughs) maybe terry pratchett actually oh oh i was gonna say terry pratchett take that back oh you can have terry pratchett (laughs) I'll keep CS Liz. Oh, I have a backup. Who's your backup? Uh, Douglas Adams. Mm. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm learning about you. Uh, <laughs> isn't that kind of the Sensing point, though, of these episodes? It is. It is. A certain irreverent, chaotic 
energy. <laughs> I like mm -hmm. it. Uh, to go opposite of that with constrained chaos in a lovely cultural framework, I'm going to go with Ian M. Banks. Mm. I've not read any of his books. So. Uh, creator of the culture universe, famously. Yes. I think I would be too dumb. Like, I wouldn't know what to say. I mean, I found out I, mean, I was too dumb during our Bryn interview. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. And also, Steven Erickson is wicked smart. So I don't think you're too dumb. I mean, the guy makes poop jokes. And <laughs> like, it, it, I, <laughs> but he is wicked smart. He is so smart. He, yeah. It's okay. I had like three other people on the call on the on the interview. So they can I mean, he. He wrote a D&D campaign. How hard can it be? <laughs> <laughs> How many D&D campaigns have I read? Zero. <laughs> Unless you count Malazan. Like I'm counting Malazan. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go then. Yeah. So, Panda. And you haven't read The Expanse, right? Not yet. Yeah. That could be your second. Mm -hmm. That's two people. The question is one. Um, okay. So my answer for this question is Pierce Brown. He he would just talk the whole time and I would have to say very little and he would just carry the whole episode. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Oh, this is going to make uh Kip happy. I think this is Soul's question. What's a story you wish you could read? IE, is there a story with a particular setting, kind of character, theme, etc? you really wish you could see in a sci-fi story. Okay, so I actually thought about this one. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, what are my favorite things, my favorite elements of sci-fi? And I hit space, space stations, science, and gay people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not exclusive to the genre. <laughs> There's other stories about gay people. Sure. Sure. But generally, sci-fi has fun ways of them being gay. Uh, so, As opposed uh, to unfun ways of them being gay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, sci-fi often, when it decides to portray gay people, it's going to be like, no, trauma's in the past. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. So I want to read a science fiction novel about a gay lab manager who has to rescue a research station from some sort of catastrophe. Mm. I want I want it to have a lot of competence. I want it to mm -hmm. have a lot of Martian style sciencing the heck mm. out of things. I want it to okay. have <laughs> poop potatoes. I I want there to be a sassy <laughs> AI uh that Ooh, that's yes. helps the protagonist repair the station. Yeah. No. So put, put those like, ingredients together and I will be a happy man. So like art from Murderbot. Oh, and, and a love interest who is maybe not an engineer, but still does their best to help the protagonist repair the station. Like a pilot? A pilot could be fun. Uh, yeah. A botanist could be a cool thing. I don't know. There's options. It's all way more developed. You should write a book. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the story, Kip. There's, there's a fanfic book for sure in here. Fanfic, yeah. Camp Nano is coming up in April. See, those are the stories that I could have said. Uh, people will not guess that I like, but I'm not revealing any fanfics that I like on here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. 
So the book that I want, I've already read. And I, so. Pick something else. But I don't have any other, like, that's a middle-aged woman who has her life turned upside down and she's trying to put things back together. That's the book I want. Paladin of Souls. There you go. So more of those. More of those. Shards of Honor. Also. Yeah, that definitely qualifies. The Soprano Sorceress. I have not read those. I'm just saying that I don't have like this amazing scheme that Kipton has. I just don't. It's, it's very basic. A space a... station in, in disorder is a whole genre. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> and it's a genre that's very creative. expensive to shoot for TV. Yes, it's true. Panda? Um, Mr. Anderson? Yes. Okay, so I want more stories with magical red pandas. Valid. That's it. (laughs) Okay. How about science fictional red pandas? Because there could be a crossover in space. I'm down. (laughs) I mean, Deepo asked for SFF story. Yeah, telepathy used to be sci-fi. It'll be like pigs in space, but pandas in space. Planet of the Apes, but with red pandas. I'm down. I've I've actually never seen Planet of the Apes, like any of them. Really? Yeah, I know. Mr. Anderson, you need to take this girl and sit her down (laughs) and watch Planet of the Apes with her. I'm adding it to our list. (laughs) Okay. Okay. It'll be a good snuggle. Skyward with pandas. You could snuggle while you watch it. I'm just saying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you for the advice. What kind of... That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so, Kip, Mr. what were you saying? Oh, I was I was saying Skyward, but with pandas. Oh, oh, I ha- yeah. I haven't read wait, wait, Skyward. Wait, wait, wait. But well, there's a cute little they animal have... sidekick in it that is I a slug. Say, it could be a red panda that? instead. Mm. Instead of being like a little, <laughs> what is it? It's like a little raccoon or something. I don't know. It's a slug. Doom slug. No, oh, I was the doom talking slug about thing. No, yeah. I was talking about the the little. Emperor dude. Oh, he show. Yeah, he show. Mm. He's a fox. Okay. Though. When I when I get around to reading Skyward, in my mind, every character will just be a red panda. <laughs> That's how I read it. Yeah, I'm sure those tiny little paws fit over the flight controllers just perfectly. <laughs> it's really space efficient to have red panda pilots. You know, it's it's fiction. Okay. So. The, the cockpit size needs to be much smaller for a panda. <laughs> <laughs> Your thrust weight ratio goes way up. <laughs> okay, Mr. Anderson, what kind of sci-fi book do you want? This is really dumb, but I always, um, I've always loved like highwaymen. So I'd love to have like highwaymen in space, like mm. people in space suits no, holding up spaceships. Oh, that's the Raiders. <laughs> Space pirates. <laughs> space pirates. I want it. I think there are several books out there that have space pirates. I imagine yes. so. There's the Revengers series by Alistair Reynolds. Mm. Winter's Orbit has space pirates. They do, kind of. Sort of. <laughs> Off screen. They, they mention them. <laughs> yeah. They exist. <laughs> Maybe we can do an episode on space pirates. <laughs> that Ooh. Would be fun. So I really like, like the, you know, the mask over the eyes, the stand and deliver stuff, that kind of overdramatic thing of like, the highwaymen. <laughs> How do you feel about freedom fighters? They're often the good guys, you know? Uh, okay, so you want, you want the bad yeah, guys. The, yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So this is Cody. Um, debate is, oh, a no. 
is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Yes. No. It can be. (laughs) (laughs) It's like bread and deli meat, and that's basically it, right? Yeah, it's basically a sandwich. I don't know how it's not. Is a taco a sandwich? A taco's Mm. not bread, though. Uh, Not a hard shell, anyways. Is a burrito a sandwich? No. A burrito is a burrito. But is a burrito a subclass of sandwich? I think maybe. No? I think it is. No. I mean, yeah, Yeah. because the point of a sandwich is it's portable. It's food encased in bread that's designed to be portably eaten. Google says it's like two pieces of bread. Yeah, well, that completely ignores an open-faced sandwich. Well, open-faced sandwiches are not sandwiches. They're (laughs) open-faced sandwiches. (laughs) 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 Google's not going to save you there. No. No. There's still sandwiches. Sandwiches in the name. Open-faced sandwich. (laughs) Fine. I mean, it's literally in the name. Sorry. (laughs) So, well, it had to. It had to be like qualified that hey you don't think i'm a sandwich but i am i'm just open face (laughs) (laughs) i lost my head okay 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 (laughs) so um uh what authors would you like to do in the next hundred episodes um i have an author that's been appearing on my radar more and more often recently and it's uh cj cherry mm-hmm. okay and i i haven't read anything by her but i want to me neither same Based, yeah but do you want to do an episode for- yeah i could be a newbie like i'm doing with uh live ships i'm the newbie okay. be fun. that we could have all newbies it could be fun i have the was it the faded sun trilogy i think yeah i don't know by them but i haven't read it I've seen that one of her series goes really long, and I don't know if I want to dive into that yet, but a trilogy is doable. Mm-hmm. I like so, that pick. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I just said I like that pick. Oh, okay. So I'm totally blanking on the name now, but it's one of Drew's big favorites, and it's the... Bean Wolf? Yes, Bean Wolf. I would like to do that. Is he still alive? Oh, wait. No, 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 not ha- his books, not an interview. Oh, I see, I see, I see. No, he's dead. He died in 2019. Mm, okay. We already did the question about interviews. <laughs> yeah. Got it, got it. Mr. Anderson would, of course, have to be on an episode. This is true. Would you um, like to be I, on an episode? It's on one right now. Sure. Uh, th- true. I am on an episode. <laughs> um, I think it'd be fun to do, like, The Witcher short stories. Mm. Uh, oh, Yeah. Oh, we did have discussion about doing like a comparison of the book, the video game, the show. Wasn't that we with did. Soul? And I think Merlia. We'd have to decide oh, okay. which translations we wanted to do. Oh. oh. The best one. <laughs> so read it in the original Polish then? <laughs> no, that's not a translation. <laughs> I read it. It was fine. I mean, the first one. I haven't read more than that. Does it? Does the video game count as a translation? Uh, adaptation. So. A lot of the stories know. are kind of retold in the games, so kind of know. ish. Well, that could be fun to talk about on its own episode. Yeah. Hmm. Oh Lord, I'm not drawing well tonight, guys. I haven't answered. <sighs> okay, go ahead. Okay, 
My answer is Shauna McGuire. She has written so freaking much. There's so much to pick from. Any of it. I, I would so be happy to her, have we? Mm-mm. I talk about her, but we haven't done an episode on any of her stuff. That's true. I'd be in for that. I've only read like maybe three books of hers, I think. I've read mm-hmm. one, but I liked it. And it was a portal fantasy. Yeah. I was very impressed by what I read. I mean, she's, okay. she's got so many different things. So she's got more like horror and mysteries, um, sci-fi, fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. We should do her for sure. Maybe I could get her on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is, is cereal <laughs> with milk a soup? I'm sorry I drew that question. Not at first. <laughs> when you just combine them, <laughs> it, is not a, it is not a soup yet. It is two ingredients that have been mixed to create, eh, just to moisten up the, the, the cereal. But after it's had time to like soak and the flavors have mingled a bit, then it's a soup. I mean, I don't have a response to that. That's about as good as it gets. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I, I agree. No. No. So, oh, sorry. I don't agree. A, no. a soup is a finished product. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't associate soup with like sweet things. I feel like a soup is, by definition, savory. No, a soup is by definition broth and stuff in the broth. Yeah, savory. It could be sweet. You can have sweet ones. I mean, tomato soup is pretty sweet. (laughs) I can feel you. (laughs) Just like holding it back. (laughs) Okay, fine. But no, to me, cereal is not a soup. Gross. So Mm. do you drink the milk after you're done with the cereal part? Yeah, but that's that's flavored milk. You don't say (laughs) this is soup. (laughs) You call it soupy, though. <laughs> that is an adjective to make it relatable. It has similar qualities. And, uh, I'm sorry. I I love you to death, but you are making no sense right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, and I, I really, thought I was going to really have to hate... defend my take. Nope. <laughs> I really, I really have to say it, it hurts me when I have to say Kip's right, but Kipton's right. I'm sorry. Like always. No. No. <laughs> also, do you eat cereal without milk? Sometimes. I do. Huh. Depends on the cereal. Okay. I guess, yeah, it could be a dry snack. Cinnamon Toast Crunch without milk is good. At least I the, like the, it. Uh, the all marshmallows, Lucky Charm, real good without milk. Mm. <laughs> That's just but see, I do. Ooh, I, I do like... The back of marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the flavored milk at the end. Which is soup. Flavored milk. It's soup. I'm mm. sorry. <laughs> sorry, Panda. I really wish I could take your <laughs> side on this one. <laughs> it, is, it is a liquid which has been steeped with flavor from other sources. <laughs> <laughs> is okay, so like it's coffee or tea, I guess you could also say. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Um, no, because it's consumed it, as a meal. I know, I know. Is I it important, people. the cooking method of said soup? Because soup is usually boiled at some point, There's even if it's soups. a cold soup, uh, it's still uh, boiled. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. No, there's a there's a large variety of vegetable consommes which are never boiled. Oh, so Kevin's right. Soup. Still, I'm. There's I'm soup. Sorry, 
mm. it, you're losing this argument. It's so sad. I Bye. really want to take your side. <laughs> I really want to take your side. I can't. Okay. Moving on. What book made you fall in love with the genre? Magic School Bus. Ooh. <laughs> the, the one where they go through the water treatment plant. That was uh, amazing. Ah, I really like that one. It really gets into like uh, small particles and their chemical mm-hmm. interactions, and I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I also really like the recycling plant one. See, I didn't discover that one until later in life. Oh, that's um, okay. yeah, the water the water cycle where they go through and they, they fluorinate the water. <laughs> 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 Sorry, fluoridate the water. Fluorination is a chemical thing. Uh, they fluoridate the water. They, uh, I think they use ozone they the there's a water tower which allows you to examine like potential energy uh there's alum which is where i learned about that all sorts of fun stuff uh sediment beds to filter larger particles yeah yeah fun and i was like yeah where can i get more of these and that just kind of you know fantasy and sci-fi all the way first grade on my mother read me fairy tales from a very young age and also bought me like some very easy read fairy tales like with big print and like five words on a page Mm -hmm. and so fairy tales is how i fell in love with the genre nice it's it's easy it's it's not not complicated i'm sorry i wish i had a cooler story Winnie the Pooh's fantasy, right? Uh, I would say so. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. I never read In Winnie fact, Pooh, is it a portal fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> I never read it. I have no comment. <laughs> I, I Christopher, mean, Christopher Robin like goes through a tree, right? Like No. No? No, Doesn't it's the Hundred Acre a... Woods. He like Yeah, but goes, like he gets he there. Does like, he go over... just into his backyard? Yeah, it's basically his backyard. He goes over like a little stream, but that's it. Like, there's okay. no defined portal, but you could say that the borders of the hundred acre wood are a portal to a larger space than could actually be contained within only a hundred acres. <laughs> <laughs> so, is Bridge to Terabithia a portal fantasy? I think so. I think it might be. Yeah. I don't remember it well enough. It's I don't least... remember it well enough. It made me cry. <laughs> well, though not as much as Tuck Everlasting did. Jeez, I've never read that. Um, it, it's got some issues, but yeah, it's a good story. It's at least metaphorically portal fantasy. T- Tuck Everlasting that... is a book about suicide, and they give it to third graders. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Bridge to Ber- Terabithia <laughs> is about a girl who spoilers this really old book that we all had to read in school she drowns because <laughs> the rope breaks or something like that <laughs> i don't know in uh tuck everlasting it's about a family who has been affected by a magical spring which makes them live forever and so they keep trying to kill themselves over and over God. again <laughs> and you like see them do it they like fall off a ferris wheel they drown in the, like a river or lake but they do it just kind of like to show off and have fun and kind of poke fun oh at God. the idea of immortality. <laughs> but they all want to die. They've all lived too long and are overcome with ennui. <laughs> I completely forgot about this until you mentioned it. <laughs> this is not bringing almost... up good memories. 
I almost want to read it just out of curiosity, like kind of like a morbid desire to see this because I never read it. Yep. That's Tuck Everlasting. I was going to say. <laughs> so have we all fallen in love yet? Anybody not answer? Oh, uh, this is a tough one for me, but I've got, I think I've got to say Hitchhikers for this. That's what really turned me into like a, a more avid reader, I think. Ooh. How How old were you when you read it? That was in fifth grade. So however old oh, you wow. are in fifth grade. Oh, wow. Ooh. Advanced reader. I was in sixth grade when I read that. I saw my friend sneaking. Uh, me and one of my friends used to sneak books under our desks to read uh-huh. <laughs> uh, in sixth grade because it was boring. And, <laughs> and so uh, he was reading that. And I was like, what's that? And... It was Hitchhiker's Guide, and then he also mm-hmm. gave me Ender's Game. That was Aww. nice. He was, he was a important step in my sci-fi journey. He was your first mm-hmm. book dealer. No, no. My first was a girl on my school bus who gave me Animorph books. Oh. <laughs> she let me borrow all of her Animorph books, and I went through them like four at a time. Nice. I'm so old. Because Animorph was not a thing when I was a kid. <laughs> But I know it was a thing not that long after I was a kid, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. That's where I feel like I am. Like, I just missed Animorph. Yeah. I want to say it was in high school when it came out. Kind of like Pokemon, too. Pokemon came out when I was in high school. So, mm-hmm. anyway. Animorph's a great series. It holds up. Does it? <laughs> When's the last time There's you read so an Animorph of them. book? <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely not read all of them. Uh, there's a break where she actually stopped writing them herself. They were ghostwritten for a while. Oh, okay. But then she came back and wrote the finale. Oh, I see. Kip, do you have Animorph books like under your pillow right now? <laughs> I, I do not know where any of my Animorph books are. Like, I borrowed most of them. I didn't own them. So uh, I, did, I did own Hork-Bajir Chronicles and somewhere in my parents' basement. I don't know where. That one was good. That one definitely holds up. I have never read one. I, the the kiddos read them. <laughs> okay, my answer is I think it's between like My Father's Dragon, Doctor Doolittle, and Ella Enchanted. I read those like around the same time. At least my memory thinks so. Um, and of them, I think like. My Father's Dragon and Dr. Doodle stood out because of the the talking animals and the like, just the voyage and adventures that they go on, the main character goes on. And then Ella Enchanted was, I think, the first book that really made me cry. Hmm. I think I read a Dr. Doodle book or something. Mm-hmm. I remember the push, push me, pull you thing. Is that what it was called? Like, it was... <laughs> A horse. On the oh side. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The the books are so much better than the the film adaptations. I've not seen the movie. I just remember vaguely. Well, Enchanted was required reading in fourth grade for us. Wow, I'm surprised. Yep, we did it as a class. I'm surprised, but pleasantly so. <laughs> I was, was going to say right? speaking of books I missed because I was not the right age when it came out. Mm-hmm. And then I had boys, so they weren't going to read that. <laughs> Sorry. My boys weren't going to read that anyway. They were reading not enough. <laughs> Neither one of my kids are readers. <laughs> they read. <laughs> They're improving. They are. They are. Um, 
So what podcast would you want to do over for whatever reason? Like the Brent interview. <laughs> it, that turned out fabulous. It did turn out great, but I still want to talk with David Brent for an hour again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to talk to him for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. See, there, there's why I want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, under less stressful circumstances. Oh Under God. less stressful circumstances. That was a nightmare. <laughs> next time we're using Zoom. <laughs> uh, next time, just be hardwired in. Uh, sure. But we still couldn't get his video camera. Uh, we couldn't. Panda? I think the first Malazan episode that we did for Gardens of the Moon. I, If I could, I would redo that one. Because when we did that one, we didn't really have structure. And we didn't really know how we were going to interact together as um, podcast members. Uh, and then, you know, it was kind of like a trial run right. for the four of us. And after that, like, we figured out a, a structure that worked for us and got a better sense of our dynamics. So it was it was much better after that. Okay. I think... The episode where I realized that I was completely wrong about the gorillas. I would like to go back and not be wrong about the gorillas. <laughs> this is an uplift episode. Yes. <laughs> the uplift war, to be specific. And I felt so stupid. And my son, number one son, was like, yeah, mom, you didn't get that. And I'm just like, I'm an idiot. So I would just like to go back and re-record <laughs> that and not be dumb. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, also... My time machine podcast that I don't uh, know if it's ever going to work. I do you like really to... wish you could do that one over again? Or... I wish I could <laughs> go back in time and do it the right the first time. <laughs> time machine. We have actually redone episodes before. At least I have. So, yeah, I mean, I, I was on one of those episodes with you, and so I, was Red. I know. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, would you like to redo this episode? Unless you've been on other podcasts. With more time, I could uh, come up with better answers. So maybe. I'll let you know at the end. (laughs) Okay. Okay, And better internet. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay. You're fired, Panda. Okay. Bye. No. That means somebody else is editing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm editing. I didn't fire you. Let's take a vote. (laughs) Not fired. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, fine. Okay. Um, so I think this will be our last question. Okay. Justify the existence of your least favorite science oh fiction or fantasy adaptation without calling it a cash grab. This is Jeff. Who gave us this? Jeff. Oh, dear. Can we use the cheese question instead? <laughs> <laughs> you really want to talk about cheese. Uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll go. You know okay. what? People wanted Avatar The Last Airbender to be a good movie. They did. And it was They not. thought it had great source <laughs> material. It shouldn't be uh-huh. too hard to adapt to live action. And no one had failed at live action adaptations quite so much <laughs> before that movie came out. Um, but we really learned exactly how bad they could make that happen. And I can't say that it was just a cash grab. Like The fans wanted it. Or at least some fans wanted it. Well, uh, supposedly, M. Night Shalom along with Ding Dong. 
M. Night Shyamalan had made some good movies. He'd made some good movies. No, I I am a huge fan of um, the movie with the ghost. Six Sense? (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Um, I think that's spoilers, but okay. Is it? Yes. He sees dead people. No. (laughs) It's a meme on the internet. How many years now? I think you're okay. Still. Come on. No. All right. Whatever. It's over 20 years old, isn't it? (laughs) So? People who were born like 20 years ago. Also, like, that's not the spoiler part. (laughs) Anyway. That's in the trailer. Like, (laughs) that's true. Okay. I'm not saying anything more. Otherwise, I'm going to give things away. Bye. (laughs) okay but no people people wanted avatar to be good and then it just wasn't and it it didn't make a ton of money it was i I never saw it because really horrible movie no it was bad just from the trailer i was like this is gonna be terrible so i just didn't see it i've yeah it's bad yeah you can say a lot of bad things about it but that it was just a cash grab no it wasn't not not just that no no, people intended it to be good. It was just horrible. <laughs> it made all the wrong decisions. So my answer is Dune, uh, the Christopher Nolan, Christopher Nolan, right? The one from the eighties. No, uh, David Lynch. David Lynch. Thank you. It's like Christopher Sorry, Nolan made a Dune. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> You're lucky I can remember that. But there's a lot of other opportunities. (laughs) Okay, can we remake this podcast? We're stupid again. Um, (laughs) So yeah, the David Lynch Dune. Okay, I don't like it. It's 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 not good. I don't think he meant it to be bad. I think he really wanted to make a good Dune movie, and I think there was a lot of problems with technology and what you could do with technology. I think was part mm-hmm. of the problem. I definitely agree weird. that it wasn't a cash grab. <laughs> it didn't get any cash. <laughs> but it's interesting, but it's not good. Sometimes an auteur leaves their mark on a movie and it's just a bad mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I misunderstood this question. <laughs> okay. And the more I think about it, the more I don't understand this question. <laughs> um, yeah. So. so, Fast and the Furious 9 was a cash grab. I mean... Only 9. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tried to give her a science fiction one. Well, see, it says justify the existence of your least favorite SFF adaptation. So, first of all, I would Without have had calling to... it a cash grab. Well, yeah, without calling it a cash grab, but that's like you're supposed like it's something that's supposed to be a cash grab, but you are trying mm. to justify it that it's not a cash grab, and it needs I to would... be your least favorite adaptation, which means I would have had to seen it, like <laughs> watch it, and I just if I don't think it's gonna be good, I'm not gonna watch it. So the Hobbit movies were definitely cash grabs. Well, that's gonna be yes, my they answer. were. Yes, they absolutely they were. were. I think they also wanted they to kickstart that IP again. Like they wanted, they didn't just want to cash grab for the Hobbit. They wanted to cash grab further too. Then explain why they split into three movies: a book for children, <laughs> a little book for children, three movies. I fell asleep during the last one three times. I, I like that's. I mean, 
No. I really think they wanted... No, no, no. No, I, it was a cash grab. I'm saying I think there was loftier ambitions than that. They want to recapture um, that epicness, you know, for a bigger yeah. cash grab. Maybe. But. I don't know. <laughs> for a bigger cash grab. No. The second this they... question doesn't make sense. Okay. No, the second they split it up that far, it was a cash grab. Yeah, no, but we're all agreeing it was a cash grab. We all agree we're coming together in agreement. It was cool. a cash grab. <laughs> Whether okay. or not. I almost put the Divergent trilogy on here. Oh dear, Lord. but that was clearly a cash grab. It well, was. like the third one was it even a movie? Didn't get finished. Didn't get finished. It, it got split up into two parts. No one liked the first part, and they never made the second. Oh, well, really? see, there you go. I did not know this. <laughs> yeah, and they they decided not to film them simultaneously as well, so it was super expensive to come back and make the second part, which is why uh, it never got made. This was the worst. Question. Hunger Games. Uh, yeah, I think so. Hunger Hunger Games. Hunger Games from the start was a cash grab trying to rake in the Harry Potter money. Uh, was it? I think it was. Uh, no. It was trying to be the next Harry Potter, and it was just the one that succeeded the most. <laughs> I would say that about Divergent and the teens oh, i mean divergent's the- way worse but <laughs> divergent was trying divergent, to make next hunger yeah, games this whole series yeah 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 <laughs> this whole group of books like maze runner and divergent and all those like teens are oh, yeah. stuck in a life and death it's a dystopian kind era of, yeah yeah yep. i guess harry potter i mean harry potter started that it's kind of dystopian <laughs> it is it's <laughs> absolutely it dystopian the- grittiness and dark all the kids are dying in the boarding school like the ministry of magic (laughs) is incompetent yep okay so to wrap this up whatever (laughs) um understanding i had of this question gave me this answer captain jack sparrow got lost on the high seas over and over again (laughs) 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 well done well done uh, yep. Mr. Anderson, did you answer that question? Oh, I, or... I started the, uh, or I agreed with the Hobbit. Oh, okay. That's kind of answering it, I guess. <laughs> um, so I did not write an outro, but we would like to thank Craig for loaning us a little corner of his media empire and Horizon Brave for starting this. You can follow us at Twitter on Twitter at something panda. What's our Twitter Green handle? Green Team Pod. <laughs> and you can join the Discord. You can find the link on thelegendarium.com. Thank you, Panda. <laughs> thank you, Kipton. And thank you, Mr. Anderson. I'm Little Red Book signing off. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night. Bye. Good night. I gotta pee, guys. Bye.